of Juicing the Numbers. I am your co-host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And uh, Corwin, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the college football playoffs. And what in particular? Expansion. I actually had to think about that for a second. I got lost. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. All right, so I know next to nothing about college football in general. This is this is very much so the, the brainchild of Corwin. Um, so I'm gonna give you a lot of I'm gonna give you the reins to talk about where you're where this topic kinda came from and then where you stand on it and then we can move from there. Does that sound okay? That works for me. Alright. Take it away. So for those of you not in the know, which is probably none of you or all of you, because we have like one listener. Um, <laughs> four years ago, the uh, college football BCS Bowl Championship Series expanded into the official college football playoff, pitting the f- top four teams in college football against each other as kind of what is essentially the AFC-NFC Championship and then the Super Bowl of the NFL. So basically four teams, two against two, and then battle it out in the NFL, not the NFL, college football championship game. So is that what the um, Alabama-Clemson game just was? Yes, that was the national this... championship in the playoff. Okay, so that was the result of this expansion you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, so, I really don't know anything about this, just for just for context. These aren't me trying to guide this conversation <laughs> in any way. I genuinely don't know. So they had... Previously, under the BCS system, which was the Bowl Championship Series, they had six New Year's Six Bowls. That's what they were called. Um, off the top of my head, it was the Rose, Sugar, Peach, Orange, something, something. I should look that is up. Citrus Bowl in there? Nah, I don't think the Citrus Bowl is. Um, Cotton Bowl? Cotton Bowl is definitely one of them. Way to go, Josh. Um, yeah. Peach Bowl. Fucking Peach Bowl. So, I'm just going to start over because this is a lot of dead air. So, the six, New York six, the six New York Six Bowls, that's a tongue twister, is the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Peach Bowl, and the Fiesta Bowl. Um, so, four of those... I'm sorry, three of those became the two play-in games for the championship and then the national championship. And then they had the other three rotating around to be just three other bowls for the top teams in the country. Um, Basically, of the Power Five football conferences, if they are eligible, the champion of each one of those is granted into being able to play in one of the New York six and then the group of five, the highest ranked out of all those gets the final 12th spot. Um, People didn't like the BCS bowl system because it usually just led to the two hyped teams that just happened to go undefeated or only had one loss, move on to the championship game. And people didn't really think that was totally fair. So they expanded it into a four-team playoff. 
and now there are talks about expanding it further into an eight team and eventually a full 16 team playoff so that's what we're going to talk about today is expanding it into the i assume the 18 playoff i don't know what you prepared um i have like a whole thing but so can, can i just ask a question because I, I got Go a little bit it. lost that's fine <laughs> I'm so good at, ex- at explaining things, so don't worry about it. All right. So there's the six bowls with 12 teams, but that's not the playoffs. That's kind of like where you go. Like so like, like you said they want to expand into a 16-team playoff, but there's 12 right now who are in bowl games. So they're just trying to add four more games? So there's... A whole string of bowl games that you can play in. Um, right, right. Yeah, there's definitely there's, more than this. Yeah, like you know, I said, I the Citrus Bowl. And that's not thirty-two total bowls that they could play in. Six of them are like the cream of the crop, New York Six. Like that's the top tier of bowls that you can get into. Right. Um, for the top, roughly the top twelve teams in the country. Um, so basically, it rotates through which three are going to be for the playoff and which three are just going to be for the remnants of the top teams in the country. Right. Does that answer your question? You good? Basically, it would just be expanding the playoff and the bowls would probably change with it. So the playoffs to get to the bowls? No, it would just be basically what the... Sweet 16 is for, like, basketball or essentially just the football playoff bracket for the NFL. It would just become that. Where basically it's 1 versus 16, 2 versus 15, and just straight through like that. And just say, fuck it with the Bulls and just play it in different spots. And then just have, like, the specialty Bulls for, like, the Final Four, Elite Eight, whatever they're going to end up calling it. Okay, so it's like let's say the Rose Bowl is like the championship. Mm-hmm. And, and then sure they could they have would... like sorry, what? And I'm sure they would just rotate, but like keep right, going right. What you're saying. But like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. This wouldn't be because because of what you said previously about the rotation. So like let's say like mm-hmm. like Rose Bowl would be like the championship one year and then like the two final four matchups would be could be like um the cotton bowl and the sugar bowl. Right. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Completely. I'm totally with it. Totally with it. Cool. Um, when they expand it, I could see them getting rid of like some of these bowls altogether, but I don't think that would ever happen just because of the tradition involved with all of them. You know what I mean? Like these I bowls do. have yeah. been around for years, so they're. I think a lot of, especially older, more traditional fans, would be up in arms about them getting rid of like the Rose Bowl, especially. Oh, for sure. The Rose Bowl is a is a fucking event. I can't imagine. Like, I knew what I knew the Rose Bowl before I knew what it was. I so. have a, I have a four foot poster of the Rose Bowl in my room back home, because that's the kind of person I am. Yeah, you are very heavily inf- invested in Penn State and the Rose Bowl. Uh, they've lost every single Rose Bowl I've ever watched, so can't be that great. Oh, one day Fucking I'm sure Mark they'll get Sanchez. over it, the hump. So you're welcome. You're very welcome. And his he illustrious had the best game NFL of his career. entire he had the best game of his entire career against Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Never forget. All right. 
So now that I have a working understanding of what this expansion is, <laughs> um, how did we get to the point where they're having this conversation? Um, so when they first expanded into the four-team playoff, everyone was very excited uh, to be able to have more than just the top two teams play for the championship. They viewed it as essentially a stepping stone to get to a larger playoff system, which would you know, inevitably, inevitably, inevitably make it more fair, give more teams the chance to win a championship other than Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. So right. people always kind of viewed this as a stepping stone, test the waters, iron out all the wrinkles, and then expand further. Um, and now the committee is kind of teetering on whether or not that's something they're going to talk about to do everyone assumes that they're going to do it at some point so i figured why not talk about it assume this actually was initially brought up as a topic during the bowl season um it's a little past that now but that's fine we can still talk about it and then uh where do you come in on this So my whole my whole opinion on this is I am not a big college basketball guy, um, but I've watched every March Madness tournament since I started watching sports with my dad. And every single year, there is some underdog Cinderella team that just finds a way to make it deep into the tournament. And there's no reason for... Alabama and Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, the big name teams to just be the only ones to ever consistently make it far enough in the regular season to be a part of the playoffs and the championships. Um, Because teams like UCF in recent years, Boise State years before that, um, even a little bit of like Washington, Washington State in uh, this year in the previous years um they just don't have enough hype coming into the season and they don't have enough uh difficult teams that they play during the season to warrant any inclusion into such an exclusive playoff system and i think those teams given an opportunity would really be able to showcase the kind of skill and talent that they have on their teams and the only way to be able to show that is with an expanded playoff That's kind of where I came in. So what I ended up doing is uh, I, as I've said like 10,000 times, I don't have the greatest um, reference point when it comes to college football. So what I did was I looked at expansions in other in the, the three sports we mainly cover here, and it was mm-hmm. a trek, let me say the least, <laughs> to find a good history on everything. And then to find good stats and everything condensed into the pages I wanted was a nightmare. So, but it, it, it's interesting. So what I what I did, I did the most detailed one with baseball just because, you know, it goes back the farthest and it's always got the best kept records and I fucking like baseball and y'all can eat my booty hole out. Um, so. I just, I just want to say before you keep going, I want to thank you for doing the dirty grunge work of digging through these football and baseball reference pages and compiling all this information that I'm too dumb and too lazy to do myself. 
So thank you, Josh. I appreciate it. No, no problem, buddy. I'm I'm glad it's getting appreciated there. Um, so yeah, what what I found in general is that so one one of the biggest complaints I always hear when it comes to expanding playoffs because like I've been long in favor of expanding the NFL playoffs is that people don't want to see teams with worse winning percentages making the playoffs. But my counter to that would be it's more fun. Because if we really only want the teams that have, you know, the best records to make the playoffs, then we would just go back to the way everything was done back in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s where you won the American League, you won the National League, now you go to the World Series. You won the NFL, you won the AFL, now you go to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. You won the uh, original six conference, you won the expansion conference, now you go to the Stanley Cup. And that's not fun, because for one thing, I think having a, a, a series of playoff events is part of the fun of the playoffs. But especially with football, since that's the, the sport we're talking about, if you only let like a like a certain number of these teams come in and they're always the hiring team, it kind of takes away the any given Sunday fun of it, you know? The randomness. So I will say I agree with you completely. The randomness and the ability for like an underdog to win is fantastic. But if you want to know some bullshit, so BCS, the Bowl Championship Series, was created in 1998, roughly. Um, to kind of do away with the system that previously was used by college football, which was the fucking president chose the national champion after yeah, like you tell me about this. top teams would play in the bowls. Usually it was 1v2, sometimes it was like 1v3, 1v4, whatever. And then the president would just be like, I like that team the best. They're the national championship, the national champions. This is why we need playoffs, people. Well, I mean, that's like um, that's like how uh, there was a, a bunch—not a bunch, but there was there was there was always like a couple different newspapers that picked MVP until it became right. the, officially the Associated Press. Because, like, mm-hmm. if you go on Jerry Rice's uh, Wikipedia page, he is credited with having won an MVP, but not on I think his official like NFL stat page because he didn't win the um, Associated Press MVP. I think he won, uh, I want to say the Washington Post did it for like a bunch of years. And so he won that MVP honor. Like it's it's always been like a weird thing with, with um, I guess, the determination of best, right? But like you were saying with fucking randomness, like how, how many times have, have the, what are you laughing at? I looked it up. Jerry Rice was voted MVP in 1987 by the Newspaper Enterprise Association. The NE, I haven't even heard of them. Jesus. No, it's like a bunch of nobodies. Oh, God, no wonder I couldn't think of it. All right, that makes me feel even a little bit worse. I'm sorry, Jerry Rice. You deserve better. I've made that out to be way funnier than it actually was, but that just cracked me up. Hey, man, whatever floats your boat. But what was I? Oh, how how many times, Corwin, have the Florida Marlins won the World Series? Once, twice, maybe. Okay, 
That's still more than I would credit them for. <laughs> How many times have they won their division? Zero. Zero times. I do know that. Yep. We talked about this previously. Mm-hmm. They have never won, never won their own division, and they have two World Series titles. The Atlanta Braves won their division, oh, I want to say 14 or 15 years straight, and never won the World Series. When was this? Oh, back when they had Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. Yeah, those are names. Three I know Greg Hall of Maddox. Fame yeah, Greg I know Maddox, Greg Tom Maddox. Glavin, and John Smoltz are all Hall of Fame pitchers. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're they they're sound consi- more familiar when you give me their like full names and stuff. But yeah. Well, John Smoltz is now the angry man who yells at clouds that does broadcasts with Joe Buck during the postseason that everyone fucking hates because he talks more about golf and why he hates baseball than why baseball is <laughs> a fun sport. He's I hate him so fucking much. He's one of the worst right commentators I've ever fucking heard. I'd rather who listen to some dude. It's John Smoltz. Smoltz Hall, of, Hall of Fame pitcher John Smoltz basically acts like he fucking hates baseball, and it's miserable to listen to. And I don't know why they keep trotting him out, because he talks about his golf game so fucking much. Anyway. Can we? Can I, <laughs> I really petition hate John us Smoltz. getting... Uh, Ken Brockmeyer as a real MLB announcer over whoever that fucking guy is. I would take a I would take a drunk I'd take a drunk Bostonian and I hate Boston over John Smoltz because I cannot <laughs> listen to John Smoltz thinking his opinion means a fucking damn anymore. I hate John Smoltz. <laughs> Moving on. So what I ended up doing uh for for my little statistics thing here was I went through a few different periods I did five years before and five years after every expansion in the playoff scheme in the MLB okay so what actually I started with when with when the World Series started thereabouts I have a uh, 1905 through 1909 what do you think the average win percentage of the teams that went to the World Series was back in you know the earliest years of the World Series. This is going to be such an out-of-nowhere wild guess. Oh, that yeah, I go just, for it. Um, 6-23. 66. Ooh, I was much closer than I thought I would end up being. Okay. Yeah, the National League had about a 70% um, 70% win percentage, and the American League for those five years had a 62% win percentage on average, um, hmm. which averages that out is a 66 win percent. So that was just the founding, you know, the, the earliest years of the World Series. Uh, in 1969, they added the League Championship Series. So now two teams from the... Um, the two best teams in the National League will play each other, and the two best teams in the American League will play each other, and then that winner goes on to the World Series. So what I started doing from here, now that we have multiple teams competing for a spot, is I just started picking the worst win percentage, just to see um, how that kind of tracks since we're expanding, and that team would have otherwise not made the playoffs. So, what do you think, and I won't do this for all of them, but in the first... Five years of the league championship series. What do you think the average win percent is of teams, the worst teams that made that round of the playoffs? 
600. 60%. 58. Okay. That's manageable. So it's got that that's a pretty big dive down. That's 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 8 yeah. percentage oh, points. Yeah. Um granted we took, you know, so we moved from 1909 to uh the most recent of the numbers I just used for this league championship series thing is 1973, which is 5 years after they instituted the league championship series, but that's that's, that's still that's it's pretty big. Yeah. So now a, that's a nice chunk right there. In in 1995, we have the first iteration of the division series. So now we have um, eight teams that make the playoffs in the MLB. Mm-hmm. What do you think the average win percentage of the worst teams to make the playoffs within five a five year span of adding the division series are? I'll go with sixty again. Fifty five. Oh my god! So we, we, we we've dropped three more percentage points. Then in 2011, or starting the 2012 season, they added the wild card game. So now we have ten teams making the playoffs um, in the MLB. So in the in the five years after instituting that, which would be very recent, we're talking 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16. What do you think the average win percentage is? Fifty-two. Actually, still 55. It stayed pretty consistent around 55. You set me up to swing and miss on that one. I did. It was nice. It was was perfect pitch sequencing. (laughs) So, I mean, this is kind of expected. You know, you expand the playoffs. You have teams with worse records going on and making the playoffs because you have allowed more teams to make the playoffs, right? The thing to keep in Mm -hmm. mind, though, is even though these numbers have gone down, some of these bad teams have won the World Series. Yeah. And that, I think, has a lot of value. It's a true underdog story. And I think that's that's the thing with, well, sports in general, is you, you want storylines. Storylines are way more fun. You know, one of the mm-hmm. best storylines is, like, the 2007 Super Bowl because you had the undefeated Pats going up against the wildcard Giants, and, like, look how that shit turned out. Shit was crazy, you know? Or the 1969 mm-hmm. Super Bowl with the, the Jets against the Colts were the, you know, the biggest um, biggest spread in NFL Super Bowl history. And the Jets covered, won the game, and that caused the merger between the AFL and the NFL. So I, I mean, I am so surprised. You know so much about Jets football history, Josh. Just blew blew me away. I love the Jets. <laughs> They're my guys. Oh God. I was going to say something else. What was I going to say? Oh yeah, I I also did this uh, whole thing of like sorry. you know how many teams were in the league at each time. So um, when only two teams were going to the World Series, when there were sixteen teams, it's twelve percent of teams. It's like not a lot. Uh, right now, we have the highest percentage of teams that go into the playoffs in baseball history. Since you have mm-hmm. 10 teams that make the playoffs out of 30 teams, it's a 33.3% of teams have a chance of making the playoffs. I mean, it's still not even as high as it is in the NHL, which is just, you know, half the league gets in. More than half the league gets in. Right. Once they add the Seattle franchise, it'll be exactly 50%. So but, fucking excited for that. But that's another podcast. Let's not get carried away again. 
But so, like, where where do you find a balance with this? Like, where? Because you know, obviously, if you keep expanding it, then you're then you're gonna dilute to a point where you're gonna be consistently getting under 500 teams, which I think would only be an issue because at that point you're just doing the regular season again, and I, I don't get what the point of it would be. You know, like if there right. was, if you went to an extreme, you said 25 out of 30 teams are gonna make the uh, the playoffs for for baseball. Why did we just do the regular season? Mm-hmm. None of this makes any sense. Um, but at the same time, having the top two teams from each league go to the World Series automatically is fucking lame. I genuinely just want to say, for baseball, I don't like the wild card. And I think we should get rid of it. Oh, we I as love the wild card. You, you and me, like we run Major League Baseball. Let's just get rid of something we don't like. Why don't you like it? I don't like the way it's implemented. Baseball shouldn't be, shouldn't come down to a single game. And I don't like how it can come down to a single pitch causes one team to make the playoffs and one team to not. And I don't think there's any way to stretch that out without adding just a whole another round to the playoffs in baseball. I like it because it's going to, one, force teams to compete even if you don't think you're going to win your division. Uh, and two, it's going to make you care about winning your division. Because the thing about the about the wildcard game is that it was there to... Pre- for, well, it was there for teams to actually give a shit about winning the division because back when there was only one wildcard team... It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You were going to the division series. So whether you won your division or was the wild card team, you were in the same spot. Like, no one gave a fuck. Because who gives a shit? You still go to the divisional series straight out, right? So what would happen is if you weren't going to win your division, but you th- still had a bunch of wins, fuck it, who cares? And then you have a bunch of teams who are discouraged from taking a spot. The main goal, I think... And I think it does it well for having the second wild card is that it forces teams to compete more because I think the MLB believes it has a tanking problem and wants teams to actually try their hardest. And I think it accomplishes that because if there's only one wild card game, I don't think the A's would have been buyers at the deadline. I don't think the Mariners would have tried nearly as hard last year, even though they didn't make it. Um, I don't think... Oh, no. I don't think that the Cubs would have given a shit if, like, the Cardinals passed them if there was only one wild card game because then they would have just gone on to the playoffs in the Divisional Series anyway, whereas they were trying to avoid a single elimination game. If you think about it like competing for a 163, like a game 163, Mm -hmm. if you think about it as competing for the opportunity to go to the big boy playoffs, I think it's a much more digestible pill to swallow. But... I think this shows the league side of why playoffs are important in that it gives teams a reason to actually try. Like, could you imagine how few teams would try after the All-Star game if only the best team from each league went to the World Series in today's game? You know, I really fucking hate it when I go first and voice my opinion 
and then you come in with sound logic and reasoning and I have to change my own opinion just to agree <laughs> with you. You fucking prick. That's what I do best. Get people to swear at me. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I wouldn't want another team in there. I wouldn't want three no, wildcard no. teams who would just be way too much. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, it's kind of hard with a lot of these leagues just because it's set up so nicely. Like, the NFL, you have two wild cards, two first-round buys. Well, kind of. Per, per two league. Two wild cards, yeah, per league. I, I really like that, and I think that balances really well. Um, hockey is kind of black magic to me. It just kind of works, and I don't know why. The number of teams works, the way they currently have it set up does not. Like, I just, I still don't understand how that setup works. It's and fucking I, stupid. Granted, I've never tried, but it's, then it's again, the, who it, gives a It's shit? four divisions. The top three teams from each division go, plus... Two wild cards from each conference. Mm -hmm. So you end up with eight teams from each conference. It's so stupid because you hadn't ended up having like a stacked division where like the wild, like Mm -hmm. this happened to the Rangers a few years ago where they were the wild card one team but outperformed the number two and number three team from the um, Eastern Conference. Absolute bullshit. So we had to. Play in, I mean, now granted, it's it's still a series. Like it's not like baseball where it's like a one-off. It's still like a, a playoff mm-hmm. series, but it's still fucking stupid. Yeah, I hate the reasoning behind it too, because the reasoning that the NHL gave is that it wants more rivalries, but you only play your division, the teams in your division, six times, five times a year, roughly something like that. I mean, that's fucking at this point. Fucking stupid because they want you to play every team in the entirety of the NHL twice a year, one home, one away. Fuck out of here with that shit. Give me more games against my division. That's how you make yeah. why do you think why do you think after all these years Yankees fans still hate Red Sox fans? It's because we play them nineteen times a year. That's so much. And you do it for everyone in your division. Like, why the NHL doesn't focus on constant regular season play between divisional teams, especially since they have a playoff structure that is based on how you perform in your division, but you don't play your own division. It's so fucking stupid. Like, the NFL, you have 16 games. Six of them are against your division, or not division. um, No, your division. Division, yeah. Division opponents. That's how you build rivalries. Of course. MLB is how you build rivalries. I don't give a shit about the Flyers right now. We only play them five times a year, so until yeah, we I play f- them again, f- fuck it. Whatever. I feel almost no animo- I feel only feel animosity towards the teams in my division that are better than my team when we are right. also when we are also good. Like right now the Rangers suck, so I don't care that like the Islanders are doing well because we barely play them and we weren't mm-hmm. going to compete and it's like Fuck it, who cares, you know? Like, as a Pens fan, I care about how the Capitals are doing, which is fairly good, and how the Flyers are doing, which is bad, so fuck them, I don't care. 
I, I really think the like that could be a whole nother topic is just redoing whatever it is the NHL has decided to do. Yeah, I I personally think that they should do um one home or away if they really wanted you to play every team in the NHL. And so that way you're playing half the games against the opposing conference that you currently are. So that opens up uh, eight games right there that you can distribute amongst the seven of the teams in your division. I mean, I, I personally, I would I would not play an entire conference if we're if we're speaking or an entire um, division if we're speaking personally. Like, you know, Rangers are in the Metro, so like I wouldn't play the Central one year and you play the West, and then the next year you play the West and then not the Central. Like, like it, I'd rather, yeah, I'd I'd rather watch the Rangers play the Capitals eight, nine times a year mm-hmm. and build a fucking rivalry than not give a shit. I forget. It's Sometimes you forget what teams are even in your division, and it's not because of the size of the division. It's because you play them marginally more than you play every other team. Honestly, I forget that the Carolina Hurricanes are in the Metro division I know, every all the time. single year. All the time. I always forget them. That <laughs> team just doesn't make forget. sense belonging in the Metro Division, but that's again another topic about how fucked the NHL is. All right, so to bring this back to CFB, okay, college football. So they want to make it sixteen. Te- but how, how many? How many teams would you say have like a real outside shot, but still a shot at like contending for a championship game? Um, actually, let me take a second to pull up the college football playoff rankings of this past year, just so that I could have a reference. Really? Let me actually rephrase. What would you put as the body, the number of schools that would be vying for it each year? Like, the NFL has 32 teams that, like, while some are going to suck massive wads like they're still technically the body of teams that would compete for the the Super Bowl so I think that conversation is hugely dependent on whether or not they expanded to eight or 16 teams like if they expanded it to eight teams I would say that there's probably in a given year probably 12 to 14 teams that have a chance to actually get to the top eight and compete, um, you know, with any significant level of probability. Um, If you expanded that to 16, I think that number would jump up to probably 30, 32. All right, Um, so we're, we're looking at, like, the NHL then. Right, essentially. So now, with how much money is being made by sports at all levels, I mean, what really keeps what really keeps um, the NCAA from expanding whenever they feel like it? Number of games, mostly. So if you expanded it to eight teams, that would add a for a championship team. That's twelve regular season games, a conference championship. And then three more playoff games in any given year. So that's 16 games for 
college students uh, to be playing from August until probably end of January, early February. Um, and it's going to be difficult currently for them to get over that fact, um, especially with the kind of revenue that these games would bring in with their ongoing fight of can we avoid playing can we avoid paying college players college athletes um i think that's the biggest hiccup right now um i'm sure something also has to be done with oh if we expand to eight teams that's ruining the integrity of you know the playoff system and all that garbage that's i hate to say it but fake news I mean, I guess that's fair, though. I'm not that, – that, that's tough because you're right. These are college kids, which is such a monkey in the wrench. Or uh, monkey in the wrench. Monkey such wrench. a – yeah, it, 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 it's such a wrench thrown into the works because, I mean, the, it's true. We're talking about kids that aren't getting paid and have yet to be, I guess, drafted or selected by a pro team, so they have no careers as of yet, asking them to, to play even more. Oh, God, if I, I, does the NCAA have, like, a players' union? They should have a players' union. You think the NCAA would allow players to have a union? Oh, but they just... <laughs> That's the thing. Talking about the NCAA is and so fucked up because the NCAA is so fucked up. In all seriousness, the NCAA is the players union that's what's so fucked up about it is the ncaa is quote unquote out there for the best interest of all student athletes oh god that is just such bullshit oh god mark emmerich is a just vile human being we need the um he's the commissioner of the ncaa fyi we need the uh what's his fucking name marvin miller we need the marvin miller for college athletes. I have absolutely no idea who that person is. Marvin Miller, my friend. Marvin Miller is one of the most important names in sports history. He yeah, is the I feel man. Like an he is the man who defended Kurt Flood when he stood up against the Supreme Court. He is the man that brought free agency to baseball and allow players to get paid what they're worth. He is the man that started and brought actual meaning to the MLB Players Union, the MLB PA, the MLB Players Association, which then spread to every other sport as they saw that players were being treated as commodities and not the providers of the product. Marvin Miller is one of the sport's icons and should be in the Baseball Hall of Fame, although for some reason asked politely not to be, which I don't understand. Cause, but if it's what he wants, it's what he wants. I love Marvin Miller so fucking much. He deserves everything in life. Reason number 36 for this to be a video podcast. Josh is doing his best Martin Luther King, I have a dream impersonation as he was retelling that story. Please let us still be friends when we're 80 years old, just so I could see what senile storytelling Josh is going to be like. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Legit, though, I fucking love Kurt Flood. He was my guy. Marvin Miller's awesome. And uh, definitely a name everyone should should know, but they need, they need that guy to, to bring some sense of justice to it. So 
But so if they expand it to to sixteen games though, or six um, right sixteen, no sixteen, 16 teams. teams, sixteen teams. How how many games are we looking at for uh, a team that would play in the championship game? Twelve, thirteen. If they're con- like at, this is like the absolute maximum they could play. Of course, but of course. Twelve regular season, one conference is thirteen plus the round of 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, and the National Championship. That's uh, 16 games, 17 games. Fuck, that is that is a lot to ask that of college kids. It really is. Like 18-year-old kids fresh out of high school um, playing 17 games against guys who are going to be playing and starting on NFL defensive lines next year type deal. So, where 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 would you put as the final marker for where this should uh, like like if you became the lord of college football, where do you where would you <laughs> make things? I would think if I was the lord of college football, which I sure hope I can be one day, um, I think I would have it be. I think I would have it be. Uh, well, I'm trying to think of what the right number would be. Um, I think the top four teams should be able to have like a bye week and then have essentially, would that be 12 total teams then or 10? Yes. 12. Okay. I feel like I might have to draw this out just to visualize it. I'm going to do because I don't care. So then, then you'd have six games, and then, but that would cut down to six. Uh, we cut down to six teams afterwards. Okay. So then you have ten teams because you had the four on by. So then you'd have five games. That that doesn't really add up nicely. <laughs> you know. This is your fucking thing, man. Yeah, because then you'd be left with five games, and that's or five teams. And that's a weird number of teams in the playoffs. That deep. So I'm thinking one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve team, a twelve team playoff. I think. Okay, so it would have to be a twelve team playoff where four teams get a bye. So then you have eight, so then you have four games, four people come out, and uh, then you'd have eight again. Yeah, that works out. Yeah, okay. That I works well. I to visualize it. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the top 12 teams this year, um, I mean, you have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, UCF, Florida, LSU, Washington, and Penn State. I'm not saying Penn State or Washington or, hell, even Florida had a chance to win it all this year against Alabama and Clemson, but it would be a competition, and I think that's the most important thing. So yeah, I think 12, I mean, top 12 teams would be a, a really nice goal to have one day. How do you think this would affect, um, if at all, dra- the NFL draft by getting to see some players – play bigger games 
Like, do you think, like, if a, if a player before the playoffs was, like, ah, uh, he could be, like, a second-round dude and then just crush the playoffs against, you know, the stiff competition that the playoffs would be, do you think, like, there would be fluctuation based on this expanded playoff performance of the NFL draft? Um, I think it would definitely help. I don't know if it would hurt all that much. Um, I mean, getting more exposure against top teams is always going to help players. Um, I think probably the second biggest issue is injuries. I mean, if you're playing 16 games in a season as a kid, going off to the NFL draft, getting hurt is huge, especially with the level of competition that some of these guys are playing at. Um, So... We would definitely be seeing, like, it's always a big stink every year when a player gets injured during a bowl game and it negatively affects their draft stock the next year or they have to sit out another year. And, I mean, that's only going to increase as you have more games in a season. Um, But as far as actual talent evaluation, it would only help players. I guess that's why it's good that... um... NFL prospect players have draft insurance. That is true. That That certainly helps. What if this is really going to sound really stupid? (laughs) So brace yourself. I'm braced. So we're going to say that there's, with the new playoff system, 15 games in a season. Okay? Okay. Provided you play all 15. Okay. What if the NCAA came out and said, all right, Players can only play in 13 of them. So you have to pick strategically throughout the course of your season. Everyone gets two games off throughout the course of the year. (laughs) So that everyone's still playing only 13 games. But the team plays 15. (laughs) See, as crazy as you sound, there's already a system in place around that. Really? Yeah, so this yes! is actually the first year that it's ever been implemented. But do you know what a, Tell me a about red it. shirt is for a college player? Yeah, yeah, it's when so you are a, um you're on the team, but you're not like an active member of the team. Right. So it's usually for freshmen who need time to condition themselves and build muscle, work on technique, coming from high school into college. Give them right. another year of prep, working with the team to kind of get them up to college level. Uh, this was the first year they implemented a four-game, basically basically it's just four games in which a freshman could play in while still maintaining their redshirt. So you can play up to four games in a season and still use your redshirt and have four years of eligibility left. It's kind of like um, how rookie eligibility works in baseball. Very similar. Yeah. There's cutoffs. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like this. It add ugh, it adds a whole nother layer to okay, this player is sitting out this game, he didn't get any snaps. Does that mean they're holding him for better games down the season or is he hurt or it's a whole nother level of speculation that I did not need in my life because so much of it is already that, but it's definitely something good to see to be able to get younger players the ball more. Plus, game, I, at least. I think it'd be interesting, like, who's who's the worst team in the Big Ten? Is it Rutgers? Rutgers. 
Rutgers <laughs> by so much. Like Rutgers could you should imagine? not be a Rutgers should not be a Division One school. <laughs> they should at least shouldn't be in the Big Ten. It's just I don't. Yeah, they should not be the Power Five. <laughs> I know so little about college sports, and I know this. Oh my god. Um. But like, could you imagine? Um, who's the running back on the on Penn State? The main uh, guy. This past year. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders. Do you think you needed him to beat Rutgers this past year? I mean, we played really fucking poorly against Rutgers, but as a whole, no, we did not need him to beat Rutgers. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm what I'm thinking would be the strategy in in Josh's world of every player must get two games off because then it's like all right guys Rutgers blows we're going to we're going to play half a team of backups and then when we play this other shitty school when we play I don't fucking know uh who else is bad gone so basically Gargonzola uh, what's that school's name Gar- on Gaza, Benghazi, <laughs> Gorgon fucking Zola. What are they called? Gonzaga. Gonzaga. <laughs> Gorgon Zola. You Is Gonzaga good? Retard. In basketball. But in football? They don't have a team. Oh, so imagine they're playing a really bad Gorgonzola team. So like, like all when right. Alabama when Alabama plays like Georgia Southern every year, they're just yes. playing like their third string players. Right. So you'd be like, all right, we're gonna do a half squad against uh, Southern Georgia whomever, and then in like three weeks we'll do this the other half squad against uh, uh, you know Gargonzola. Gargonzola. <laughs> Ministry. Oh jeez. <laughs> So where do you see uh, the expansion conversation heading in the next uh, three years? Um, I think there's going to be serious talk and hopefully approval of moving it to an 18 playoff. Um, That's, in all likelihood, that's probably going to be the end of it for at least the next, next decade, which I'm okay with. I think eight teams is a nice, happy medium between guys that want a full 16 and the committee wanting only four teams, um, I think you'd still get, you know, you get all the power five conference champions in there. You'd be able to get a group of five um, member in there if they perform well enough, and you'll have some at-large bids too. Um, I think, so this year they did say that they were not having any talks about expansion into eight teams this year. Um, I'm sure that'll start to happen more seriously in the next year or two, but, um, I don't see it expanding any further than that for quite a while. All right. Um, do you have any closing thoughts in regards to this topic, college football expansion? Um, I'd like to see it implemented. Of course, I'd like to see it expand to more teams, I know that there's a lot of reasons that the NCAA especially doesn't want to do it. Um, I just think that college football as an as a piece of entertainment, as the tradition that it stands for, 
as just pure football that we watch on Saturdays, I think in order to keep it growing as a sport, um, I think there's no way we can expand it. I think that's something that's definitely going to have to be done in the next few years in order to keep the sport going where it's going. Yeah, I mean, I... As I've said many times, I, I don't really follow college football because my college did not have a football team. Is basically the only reason I didn't. Where did you go to school, Josh? Ramapo College, upstate New Jersey, up there by Suffern, New York. But anyway, <laughs> you check out the Lafayette Theater. That shit's gorgeous. Any, any, anyway. <laughs> But you got to think, if you have such a gigantic pool, I understand that it's tricky with the age of the players, the fact that the NCAA is butt-fucking them with pay and all that. But if you have such a large pool of teams, whenever you have such a large pool of teams in general, I'm usually in favor of expanding playoffs just because it makes that shit Mm -hmm. so much more fun. Like if, if the NFL or the MLB or whomever came out tomorrow and said, we're adding four more teams, I would my next thought would be, let's expand these playoffs. Just because, oh, it's oh, just yeah. so much fun. And it gives everyone a reason to, to root for longer and have a more uh, active interest throughout the course of the season. It creates so much hope that will inevitably... Inevit- Holy shit, that word is so hard to say today. It creates so much hope that will inevitably be crushed by the New York Yankees. Yes, in every sport. <laughs> Yep, in every sport. Lick my pinstripe-covered balls. Aaron Judge just standing behind the center to take a snap and then hits the ball with his bat through the uprights to win the game. Oh, look, Aaron Judge. Yeah, I got Aaron Judge baseball cards. Pittsburgh Pirates. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. All right, if you want to reach out to the show, you can reach us at uh, juicing the numbers at gmail.com if you want to check out show notes for this episode and your previous episodes you want to check out a funky picture of us you can check out our website at juicing the numbers slash website juicing the numbers dot w-i-x-i-s-i-t-e dot com slash website if you want to reach us on twitter you can do so at juicing pod juicing p-o-d just have a good day out there Later.